Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Wednesday, December 7th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut. And it includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Megan Oftermath. And I'm Taylor Massetta. And here's what you need to know today. Yesterday afternoon, a Manhattan jury found former President Trump's real estate organization guilty of 17 felony counts. There were two businesses involved in the 13-year tax fraud scheme. Those two companies, the Trump Corporation and the Trump Payroll Corp, racked up the following guilty verdicts. First-degree scheme to defraud, conspiracy, criminal tax fraud, and falsifying business records. The companies were compensating top executives with perks like luxury car leases, Manhattan apartments, and school tuition fees, but neglected to report those on tax forms. Former Chief Financial Officer Alan Weisselberg was one of many executives who did not pay income taxes on these expensive, off-the-book perks. He previously pleaded guilty to 15 felonies and testified at the Trump Organization's trial. Former President Trump was not named as a defendant in this criminal case. However, he was accused of falsifying balance sheets in a separate civil fraud suit filed by New York Attorney General Letitia James in September. Late last night, incumbent Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock secured the votes to defeat Republican challenger Herschel Walker in the Georgia runoff election. It is my honor to utter the four most powerful words ever spoken in a democracy. The people have spoken. Warnock won 51.4% of the vote to Walker's 48.6%. This win means that the Democrats will have a 51-49 Senate majority. A new study from Circuit Blog ranks New York City as the worst city for driving. The assessment is based on data from traffic indexes, traffic scorecards, and an injury reporting system. The study looked at factors like congestion levels, traffic jam lanes, driving speeds, number of traffic jams, hours lost during congestion, and distracted driving fatalities. The city that never sleeps scored 78.75, followed by Chicago with a score of 71.56. Other top qualifiers were Miami, Austin, and Los Angeles. COVID is coming home for the holidays. Five New York counties are facing resurgences of the virus, including the Bronx. In Long Island, the CDC is recommending mask wearing indoors and on public transportation. New York is also facing a wave of the flu. Sicknesses are spreading fast due to the big crowds during the holiday season. Winter is coming, so most trees look sad and gloomy, yet cherry blossoms seem to stay cheery during the colder months. In Prospect Park in Brooklyn, cherry blossom trees start blooming in the late fall. Magnolia trees also bud all throughout the winter. You can spot small, green buds on their branches for months. They're all a sign of spring's eventual return. Yesterday, Apple announced a new feature that is sure to be a fast holiday favorite. Apple Music Sing will allow users to turn their saved songs into karaoke tracks. The tracks will feature lyrics syllable by syllable, animated backup vocals, and duets with side-by-side vocals. Apple Music Sing will be available later this month to Apple Music subscribers. Now, no matter where you might find yourself this holiday season, you'll be able to host a karaoke party from your iPad or your iPhone. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has been chosen as Time's 2022 Person of the Year. Zelensky has led and inspired his country as they fend off a full-scale Russian invasion. 
That wraps up our headlines for the day, and now I'm going to throw it over to my co-host Taylor Massetta to give us the lay of the land in sports. Yankee fans, breathe one big sigh of relief. Aaron Judge is staying put in the Bronx. Following weeks of speculation, Judge signed a nine-year, $360 million deal to stay with the Yanks. The 30-year-old slugger became a free agent after a historic, record-breaking season, where he hit an unbelievable 62 home runs. Rumors included Judge heading to the San Francisco Giants and the San Diego Padres. The deal is also the largest ever for a free agent. For a moment last night, it looked like Judge would go out west to the Giants. MLB Network's John Heyman tweeted that Judge was heading to San Francisco, sending Yankee fans into an absolute frenzy. Heyman later clarified that he had jumped the gun, and news of Judge's actual signing came this morning. Reports say that other teams offered Judge a higher salary, but he turned all of them down because he wanted to remain a Yankee. Looks like we'll all rise for the next nine years. Thanks for those updates, Taylor. Social activism can take many forms. MADC, a Harlem-based dance company, is fighting for causes they care about, and they're doing it through dance. WFUV's Leah Mallory has more about their work and their annual dance festival that highlights the work of BIPOC artists. There are hundreds of dance companies throughout New York, but MOD Arts Dance Collective Incorporated, known as MADC, is a Harlem-based dance company that is using this particular art form to tell their stories. Leah Tubbs, the founding artistic director of MADC, says the role of the dance company is to provide a platform for artists of color. This year, MADC had their fifth annual Move to Change Festival, which highlights the work of BIPOC artists. The goal of Move to Change is to educate, inspire, and illuminate their culture and their histories through movement aesthetics as well as through film that really resonates with them in a real and authentic way. Tubbs says that this year's festival was the biggest one yet, featuring both live and pre-recorded performances with a total of 25 artists. Randolph Ward is one of the featured creators. He's a choreographer and the director of RTW Dance in Miami, Florida. He describes why showcasing his piece at the festival was so important. This piece is a solo from the full dance evening entitled Boys Will Be Boys. It dissects toxic masculinity and American ideologies on manhood. And it sort of chronicles the consequences of not allowing men to fully express their full humanity. The themes of the festival were joy and love, but Ward said that Move to Change explored all the nuances of these emotions. Well, you can't talk about joy without talking about pain. My piece kind of deals with more of the painful side, but that's how I connect to it. And during his piece, Ward vocalized this. I'm a man. Keep my head on a swivel. Never let him get me slipping. A real man. A black man. A Caribbean man. I'm a real man! Ward wants his work to spark conscious conversations about humanity. He says the arts are an effective way to do this. Throughout our history in America, performing arts is kind of the first place where people are introduced to new ideas. And Annabella Lensu, choreographer and dance teacher of 30 years, says the exploration of these new ideas through dance can lead to social transformation. I think change is done through movement, through dance. I see how when people move, change internally, and get a communion between body, mind, and spirit. So that's why, you know, for me, dance is, quote-unquote, my religion. 
Lensu emphasizes that move to change is about more than just dancing. For me, art, you cannot separate from activism. And the founding director of MADC, Leah Tubbs, agrees. She believes movement is the oldest form of effective communication and encourages progressive dialogue. I feel that move to change allows us to be able to have conversations that maybe don't feel as accessible, seeing them on the news and social media, but I feel dance allows there to be a little more malleability for people to to have these conversations after experiencing the art. Tubbs hopes the dance festival can be a way to improve the accessibility of positive black and brown experiences. Because there's still such a um, deficit of spaces for us to share our stories, but also to be able to share stories that aren't being whitewashed or to appease um, the white gaze, but to really share honest experiences. Tubbs says they're continuing this effort of community building into the winter and spring by offering a free four-and-a-half-month workshop for budding BIPOC teen artists. At MADC, the work for making safe spaces for marginalized communities never stops. Dance will continue to be the chosen tool that they use to share their stories with the world. With WFUV News, I'm Leah Mallory. That was WFUV's Leah Mallory visiting MADC in Harlem to talk about social activism through dance. And that's our show for today. I'm Taylor Massetta. And I'm Megan Oftermat. Check back with us tomorrow at 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And tell your friends so they can find WFUV's What's What at WFUVnews.org and wherever you get your podcasts.